Welcome back to East Coast DNA, back with another holiday episode. We're in the second half. I'm planning a 12-episode run to try to have full 12 episodes of Christmas, so bear with me, everyone. I'm trying to get through it. It's it's, it's uh, starting to wear me down a little bit, oh, no. but all of the music that's out there right now is keeping me in good spirits all the way through it too so it's a uh, got that added bonus so hopefully people that have been listening to these two have noticed that there's an accompanying playlist so anyone that's uh, looking for it it's on youtube and it's on spotify and anybody that was keen and was already going through the playlist may have noticed that i added some of the future guests before the episodes were released so you may already be aware of michelle calder so welcome michelle hi so uh michelle you and i kind of have become acquainted as fans out there in the in the scene getting yeah. around uh we never seem to run into each other in the same location either so uh that's a that's a good sign that we're in a healthy music scene right now Mm-hmm. Although we did run into each other a couple of times, uh, yeah. I ran into you at uh, at Music Week, um, seeing Andre and uh, and yeah, we ran into each other outside of uh, a bar there in Halifax where we were both coming from other gigs. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I didn't originally know you as a musician, but when we met each other, you had told me. So mm-hmm. I have since then uh, checked out some of your stuff online. Thanks. And uh, also a friend of the podcast has not been a guest yet, but Daryl Cameron uh, has the Blue Acres music yeah. group. And uh, I've I've been following that group for quite some time. I don't know if I was there on day one or not, but uh, I've definitely been following it for a while. It's a very nice music group. And mm. I was pleased to see that you're also involved with those people as well over there. Yeah, yeah, same. So I, I've been involved in that group for, for a while as well. Um, just kind of observing, uh, trying to get my, my just foot in the door as a musician. Um, but I, I connected mostly with Daryl over the summer uh, mm-hmm. for a, a guitarist to start doing some shows with. Because the guitarist I was working with, his schedule got really, really busy. And he can do studio work, but he can't do live shows. So, uh, so Daryl stepped up. And so I've done a few shows now with Daryl. He's really great. I like him. And the previous guitarist you're working with, is that Scott? Yeah, Scott McDonald. Yes. Um, so he's recorded guitar on uh, two of my release tracks as well. Okay, so yeah, maybe we'll go right yeah. back then, because you don't have a long discography when I look for it online, but I, I do have some questions for every one of the songs that you have out there. <laughs> yeah. So how long have you been playing? Like you play guitar as well yourself so you're a singer songwriter mm-hmm. full package everything <laughs> out on, online you've got the covers that everybody wants to hear as well mm-hmm. and you got the personal touch of it kind of being a, a journey where you're practicing some of that as well and uh your originals are popping up all the way through it so it's a nice healthy mix when you go just on youtube alone and then focusing specifically on like targeted release type singles Mm -hmm. flipping over to spotify is probably where most people are going to look anyway Mm -hmm. so as you had indicated uh three singles there so 
were you doing this a long time before you started having digital releases or did you jump right into it with modern technology? <laughs> so I, uh, I started performing when I was seven. Um, okay. I got involved with like these really big musicals with the just for fun players. And, uh, so that's where I kind of got my, my, my feet wet. So just uh, over 10 years, then you've been playing. Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm full disclosure. I'm 40. So I'm, I'm late to the game getting into mm -hmm. all this. Um, so I, I spent a lot of time doing like church music. That's kind of where I got my big start. I spent 20 something years in a church choir. Um, so that's where I learned how to use a mixer, how to, you know, do sound, all that stuff. Um, but I had a baby young, um, just a month shy of 22. So, uh, I kind of took a step back um, and instead of diving into my music career at that time, I never stopped singing, but I did family friendly gigs. You'll, so you'll notice on my YouTube, there's a lot of gigs where there's a little toddler dancing in the background. That's mine. <laughs> they were my backup dancer. Um, but my kid uh, just turned 18 in, uh, in the spring. So I've been planning for the past five years like chunks of like, okay, this year I'm going to accomplish these goals to get to where I want to go. And, uh, and I finally, this year was the year I was like, I'm going to release music the year that my kid graduates so that I can start kind of building that repertoire up of recorded songs. Outside of the music specifically yeah. as, as one parent to another, yeah, I, I will say that is something I've always had hobbies yep. and my own passions so like I've always had my own interest yep. but I didn't prepare for that no like <laughs> I, I I I did it didn't I didn't consider that aspect like that I yeah. needed to plan for and prepare for that time I mean I found stuff to do right but yeah um yeah, yeah. good yeah. on you that's that, that, the bar scene that way you know so like i'm just meeting people like i just met yourself this yeah. year yeah i'm just getting out there now um i i've met a lot of people through like all the family friendly events but but the bar scene was not i wasn't there so yeah. it's it's neat to to kind of just jump in now and mm -hmm. be like, hey, everybody <laughs> um but but yeah it's it's cool it's cool and my kid is also uh into performing which is fun too I passed oh. down that gene. <laughs> any, any duets or anything? Not yet. Not yet. Yeah, so potential. There's something to keep an eye out. The reason for people to go click subscribe right now? Maybe, yeah. I'm under Michelle Calder's music over at YouTube. And uh, I'm the singing goldsmith on Instagram. Um, hey, I was going to ask you that, that you had a couple different uh, variations too, because like your email was also different. Like, so. <laughs> Everything's a little different. I'm getting organized. Um, so my my email I've had since high school. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's how that goes. Uh, but my uh, my singing goldsmith, I started that um, years ago, years and years ago. So my day job is I actually own a jewelry repair shop. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. So I have been running that for the past 15 years. It's, uh, yeah. So that's, that's my bread and butter right there. So um, that's what you do, like your full-time career is between being an entrepreneur or I don't know what, what do people say? Small business owner nowadays owner, yeah. and being an independent singer songwriter. I also help run a nonprofit uh, for. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
There you go. Well, congratulations <laughs> again. Thank you. <laughs> I'm a busy girl. Yes, it sounds like it. So the three singles then, yeah. you you did have kind of a strategy in mind getting to that point. And yeah. this past year was the year, apparently. This was the year. I also, a year ago, bought a van, like a touring van, because I was like, this is going to be the year that I'm going to go on tour. However, you know how like parenting, you can't really predict things. Yeah. So like a year ago, my my kid uh, brought home a friend who needed a place to go. So now I have two kids. Oh, um, yes. Yes. So so touring can wait um, mm -hmm. until it's settled. But uh, but I have my van and it kind of allows me that freedom to still kind of take weekend trips. And yeah. Well, I was actually wanted to ask you about the van. I had no way segue for it. So yeah. here we go. So <laughs> it is that the van from the stay video that you have yeah. up there? okay and that so my girl. Yeah. that's also kind of like your little rehearsal studio because some of the videos they said where you're talking about practicing things and you're playing a few different covers oh yeah that, that's all recorded in there too yeah awesome yeah. I, i'm a little jealous of that because i'm also looking for a vehicle right now so yeah i, I remember the summer fondly all year i know it's a short period of time where you could sleep out in something like that but uh yeah oh, that's amazing and it's so neat because there's like a van community, right? Yeah. So like, when I pulled up to um, a giant stock this this fall, um, I didn't know anybody. I came completely alone. Mm -hmm. And I just pulled up in front of this woman who had a van. And I was like, hey, do you mind if I park here? And she was like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. And I was like, oh, thanks. Like, I'm here by myself. She's like, oh, well, you're not by yourself anymore. And before I knew it, I had like 10 friends. And we all had this big van horseshoe because we were like mm -hmm. van people. It's, <laughs> it's such a culture. I love it. It's, yeah. Cool. And and speaking of the tickets are on sale for next year's giant stock. So a, a little plug for Andre and the boys, but also I will be there. Also a little tip for yourself to go out and get your ticket now while you can. Yes, the early bird tickets. They are much cheaper than the, the late bird tickets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so your singles that you released, the stay that I already mentioned, I was aware of that after we met and I went to look, I'm like, okay, I'm familiar with the song. I yeah. probably knew that one from Martin Hickey's, the, yeah, the, the, East, the Coast, East Coast countdown, the top 30. Yeah. Yeah. yeah from, from Martin Hickey. So yeah. So I, uh, that, that one made it into the top 30 countdown, uh, spent seven weeks on the chart and the highest we got was number seven, which is pretty cool. Well, that's pretty good too. It's like right, that's your first one out, right? My very first single. So that one, I put, I'd say, a lot more effort into like pushing that one and making sure that that got out places. The last two, I guess, I've been conserving my effort um, elsewhere as I've got some other big, big projects coming. But um, yeah, the the middle one actually was kind of a, a just a last minute thing. We were um, like the second song. Mm -hmm. We were filming a movie. And uh, like for the 48 hour film challenge. Okay. And that's what I was going to ask you about the short film reference there. In that yeah. Single. Yeah. Yeah. So we we're filming this movie. Um, I got to, to do the lead in a femme fatale, which was super cool. I got to look super badass and just like shoot them up. But um, yeah, we, Brian Doucette and I were on set and we just wrote this song in between takes and the next day filmed it at my home studio right here. Awesome. And uh, yeah, and and I had uh, yeah had a couple of different people helping us with the the mix and the master, and we just threw it all together in like a matter of days. It was really quick, but uh, yeah, it was really. Is that something I, I'm always curious because when I research 
if I have enough time, I like to go and take as much content in as possible. Mm-hmm. And when it's things like short films and yeah. documentary projects, a lot of them are winning awards and they're being yeah. featured in festivals and everything. But then three, four years later, like despite the age that we live in with all the digital technology, mm-hmm. you can't find it anywhere. Like, so is that one something that you can find online? So the reason you can't find them is because as long as they are publicly available, they're not eligible for festivals. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, so so that's it. So Tracy McNeil, she was our um, director, editor, all the things extraordinaire. Um, she's going to be entering the film in festivals this year or this coming. Oh, okay. Year. So something for people to look out for. Exactly. So it's and called Visions of Thee. Visions of Thee, and that's why I couldn't find it when I started I looking for it. it going to be in festivals and the single if anyone's looking for that is snap yeah it's called snap it has actually the longest title possible yeah yeah i did notice it's that too that's how i did because uh, it includes like so brian insisted that it had to be like snap and then in brackets most dangerous femme fatale and i was like okay well that's kind of long but then like for logistics we also needed that it was in the soundtrack for the movie so it's also like original soundtrack visions of the so it's like super long it, it it makes it very easy to find, and it's something that <laughs> nobody's going to try to duplicate on you anyway, so it's very unique Bye. that way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if Brian's watching this, then hello to Brian, and you're going to have to come back yeah. on to maintain your East Coast status, because I think you moved by this point. I mean, he did, but he's from here. He never yeah, I know, but we'll, 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 keep him, we'll keep him on here so that people are aware he's still from here anyway. Absolutely. And so you have a lot of collaborations in your catalog that you have like on the YouTube videos as well. So those are a lot of the same people that you're playing with on these singles that we just talked about. Mm -hmm. And now the third one is the Christmas single or did I miss one in there? No, the third one is the Christmas single that I just released on uh, December 1st. So that's pretty exciting. And I've got a music video coming out December 15th as well. Awesome. We'll have to add that into our uh, YouTube list. So uh, if anyone sees it in there now and it's not a music video, just wait and I'll swap them out when it's released. And so what can you tell us about the single and not just about the song itself, but why did you choose to do a Christmas single? I mean, the timing's right. Mm -hmm. Sounds like you had a plan ahead of time. Mm-hmm. and based on the way that you're dressed you obviously have some holiday spirit uh yes this is the abominable snowman yes it's awesome <laughs> it's the claymation yeah yeah christmas um, classics yeah i mean it was a, it's a christmas special today so i thought you know it'd be festive yeah uh, but yeah so so um so christmas i I tend to be someone who gets really involved at Christmas time. I work for a caroling company, the East Coast Caroling Company for John Lindsay Botton. This is my 14th year working for him as a Christmas caroler. So uh, Christmas carols have kind of become like my specialty in a sense. Like I know a lot of Christmas carols. Um, so I went through the um, I went through the list of stuff that's public domain. Uh, and just try to find something that I didn't know that well, something that wasn't going to be super overplayed, but that I could kind of play around with. Um, and I found this song that I was like, yeah, I think this really, this resonates with me. So um, I mentioned that I'm part of a nonprofit group. So we are the Gated Community Association and we run the Facebook group 
the the gated community dash Cobbwood ball fields. So we support a homeless encampment in Lower Sackville where there's a bunch of tents and a ball field. Um, and I spend a lot of time there. Uh, so that influence, um, I really it, it hit home. So, mm -hmm. so I rewrote the words to kind of reflect the the experiences there and and reflect uh, the sentiment of like we can help these guys, but we just, we can't help everybody. And we really wish we could, but mm -hmm. like, it's kind of a call to action to, to help people who need help right now. And I'm somewhat familiar with that situation just from media. Yeah. Um, but being that media lately, like our news is yeah. kind of hard to find sometimes, especially in some of the social channels. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you want to give like a little two-minute overview of what that organization is actually trying to accomplish there sure yeah yeah um so, so basically we we came together as uh as random people um so there was this donation drive that someone decided to put on and and i was asked to sing so i sang on the back of a flatbed truck with a generator and microphone and in the middle of the encampment and when I was done, I was like, how can I help? So they had me sorting out bins. And at the end of the day, they're like, we need to make a Facebook post. Someone needs to ask for more help. And everyone looked at me and I was like, ah, okay. So I made the Facebook post. <laughs> and then the next day I was the only one who showed up. <laughs> so, so, um, so I just kept coming back because we needed help. And then I kept meeting more people and it was like, we just kept, adding people into our, our merry band of helpers and then we realized quickly we needed to start being able to accept funds to buy things that these people needed like tents and tarps but we couldn't for financial like tax reasons accept money mm -hmm. um, unless we were registered somehow so, so then we formed a nonprofit. Um, so we made this nonprofit uh, with six of us, and it was official on October the 17th. So we're just coming up uh, pretty closely this month to two months, which is exciting. Um, so what we do is we help people who have nowhere to go and nothing to their name uh, to stay warm and alive in the wintertime, basically. We provide them with tents and bedding. Uh, we have a meal train going, so there's hot meals every night between 5 and 6 p.m. Um, we also work with them as advocates. So we help them find housing and jobs and uh, get themselves signed up for pharmacare. And um, we've gotten a few people into rehab. Um, we, we help people just help themselves. Uh, and we're trying to do as much as we possibly can. But uh, we, we've had to focus our efforts just on this one ball field. Otherwise, mm -hmm. We get too stretched thin. We can't help everybody. So we're trying to encourage other people to kind of see what we're doing and do that other places and just yeah. that out. We would love to have that. Um, but it is, it's scary. Like it, we had snow this week. Um, mm -hmm. So how, here's how my day went yesterday. So I started my day by going to the hospital to retrieve one of our residents. His tent caved in on him and he was injured. So um, he was okay to come back to the field. And by the time I got him back to the field, the other residents had his tent back up again. They had propped it back up with boards and he was okay. Um, but then I spent the next few hours going through all the abandoned tents because people had evacuated because of the snow. Mm -hmm. And I had to take the hundreds of pounds of snow off of each one of them 
and check for bodies because you, you don't know did they make it out yeah. not? and it's, but this is this is the reality that we're living with right now mm-hmm. is that, uh, there just isn't enough shelter and it's not safe for them to be out there but we're doing as best we can and yeah I, I i see it even like i live in a smaller community but i i see it here yeah and you see it in the news like there is coverage for halifax i mean Mm -hmm. i know that there's some political aspects to it and everybody can only do so much yeah so it's it's uh very commendable to see groups out there doing i i did see too where there was just uh the big fire that wiped out a bunch of tents there and and uh i did see another group had provided some uh like the fishing tents mm-hmm. like smelt shack like inflatable yep. ones and they had it all set up for them because they're winterized and yep. gives them a little bit more i think they're waterproof as well so like i mean that's yeah. we, we we it's either wet cold or just snowing regardless of the temperature so like you, you need help <laughs> yeah a, a yeah. few more months it's easy to forget about some of those struggles but uh yeah. where it's been in the news so much and I don't get political usually on the podcast, but I try to keep it way the back when I started doing this, that was yeah. one of the first topics that ever got brought up. And it's yeah. still like, it's right in my backyard and it's still right in everybody's face and the problem's yeah. getting worse. Yeah. So yeah, we definitely need people out there doing that. Yeah. Like just in the two months that I have been volunteering, uh, like since the end of September, really, mm-hmm. uh, when I started there, we had about an average of 31 residents, and now we have an average of about 47 residents. Yeah. So, like, it's going up at a pretty quick rate. Every couple of days, we get a couple more residents, and then maybe someone else will be moved on. Like, we, we had yeah. someone, thankfully, uh, who their family member took them in today in New Brunswick. So, like, we put them on a bus and sent them to New Brunswick. Yeah. So there's one gone. But yeah. tomorrow, there might be three more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 no i yeah. i mean i i i've i've had fears of being in that situation myself like so yeah, <laughs> yeah i i uh it hits close to home i guess yeah so yeah it's it's very commendable that you're doing that work and hopefully more people out there are seeing ways to help in their own communities because to yeah. your point like no nobody can do all of it not even the government like i mean I'd love that the, I could just blame it on the government, but I mean, nothing. they can't do everything either. There's too many of us out here right now. So I know. things, things will get better at some point, but everybody's struggling right now. So, uh, yeah. Absolutely. Thank just, you for doing that. Thank you. Yeah. We're, like I said, we're just really hoping that, uh, that we'll put a call to action out there and, and other people will help, help step up. And I kind of, completely took you away from talking about the carolers group which was a tie-in with the charity thing so if you want to bring it back in and talk about the carolers sure yeah so so i work for for john lindsey button who runs the east coast caroling company um so it's it is a business and we are paid to to do what we do but we also do occasional volunteer engagements as well um so like we're going to have a a tree lighting at the ball field and the carolers are going to come voluntarily to sing at that tree lighting um so so there's that um and i've sung at at souls harbor as well um you know so we do some volunteer work as well that way Mm -hmm. Uh, but uh but yeah it's it's such a neat experience getting to sing like I was 
I've been to two libraries in the past week. I've got three gigs on Saturday. Um, yep, so I'll be, where will I be? I'll be in Sunnyside Mall, then I'll be at the Evergreen stage, and then I will be at the Marriott, I think, outside in their courtyard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we get around. Um, it's, yeah, I'd say every year I sing roughly 20 to 25 gigs with the Christmas carolers between November and wow. December. Yeah, yeah I, I have seen the name popping up here and there lately when I was looking at listings. And I've yeah. pretty much been indoors. Like, I barely even know that there's any snow out there except for people complaining about it. So, yeah, yeah I've been doing a lot of these. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, I've, I have seen the name popping up quite a bit. Yeah. And it's that time of year. It is. It is. We usually get started, like, the first week of November. Um, but there's, like, there's close to 30 of us on staff. Mm -hmm. um, so the fun thing about the caroling is you don't usually know who you're singing with until you get there. Um, and sometimes you've met them for the first time in that moment. You're like, wow. hi, nice to meet you, la, la, la. Um, like you just, it's very, um, yeah. So you have to read sheet music. So yeah. us who work for the company are really good at sight reading um, because you will often be given something you've never seen before and expected to perform it for a crowd. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's challenging, but it's, it's a lot of fun. My favorite is obviously like the little kids or, you know, mm -hmm. the elderly people. It's horrible to say, I love making them cry. You know, they just, some of the, the elderly folks, when they, they request songs, it's just, it's so important to them and it's, it's beautiful. And I imagine most of those would be traditional arrangements to make it a little easier for people to jump into it. And with, the older folks wanting more traditional you music would think so but um, no no wow okay that's <laughs> I, that I, that i'm actually i'm happy with that answer yeah I'm surprised <laughs> but i'm happy with the answer i would say a good 50 percent okay 60 percent of the stuff we have is traditional mm -hmm. um but like we've got stuff like charlie brown's christmas mm -hmm. um marshmallow world uh, like just random things that you wouldn't expect to hear that, you know, you're like, oh yeah, I know that song, but there's a lot of like do, 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 do's and you're like you're, oh, just staring at the page frantically, but it works in the end. <laughs> you keep it fun anyway, so that's good. Yes. Yeah, we absolutely keep it fun. We've got some real big hams in the group who just like, they really have big personalities and it's, it's fun to work with them. Awesome. And now with your plan and your strategy mm. so i i'm gonna kind of make some assumptions here i do this a lot because i do start to see a lot of patterns with bands mm -hmm. so i'm curious you did three singles yep. and you lined it up so the end of the year you had your holiday one uh -huh. which you could definitely revisit next year and it ties in with the other stuff that you do so that all makes sense but i would think then you probably have plans to polish off a recording to release maybe in the spring an ep or something an album maybe your debut album i am not ready to slow down yet okay My next single comes january the 6th wow okay that's exciting <laughs> yeah yeah so uh see so yeah, i've got i've got a single coming out i mean that one has been i've been working on that one for a long time probably a year Okay. Um, so it's been coming down the pipes for a while um but it's called singing to the other side um 
So I've uh, I actually sung that one last year at CIOE. Um, so yeah, so it's it's been around for a while. Um, so that one is finally going to have its its release. Um, it's got a lot of sentimental attachment for me. Um, mm-hmm. it, it talks about like death and passing on and people on the other side. Um, so I, when I was young, I lost my brother to cancer. So mm-hmm. I'm releasing it on the anniversary of when he passed away. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. So a, a grieving song. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's grieving, but it's, it's also kind of, there's a little bit of hope to it. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I, I, uh, I didn't post what I uh, had for my like Spotify wrap up and actually YouTube does one now. So I was going through those and last year I was really excited to share everything because I was kind of new into this stuff and it was interesting to see where my volume of listening went, Mm -hmm. but it's very spread out this past year because I did so many episodes. So I didn't really think like my top three or top five things were really that relevant this year. Sure. But Spotify did notice. I've I've had my own things that I went through outside of this in the past year, and it did notice that I listened to a lot of sad, moody, dramatic music with an upbeat tempo. (laughs) And I actually sent this to Andre. It had the full sentence of my wrap up about it being sad, dark, moody lyrics with an upbeat tempo and... Andre Pettibon. <laughs> it was so weird. <laughs> it was a sense to describe my musical taste in 2023. So sad, but upbeat and Andre Pettibon. Yeah. 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 Him as well. So that, that was the balance for the sad and dark, apparently. So he's your happy place. Yeah. So I'm going to have to find <laughs> some balance in 2024 to balance out your first single. So is it, do you must have more? planned going i have so many adventures planned for next year so yeah so not only do i have an ep coming in the spring Mm -hmm. i have a song ep coming in the spring i haven't picked a date yet but that is in the works the songs are written songs are already like i've got the guitar down for all of them i've got uh like dry scratch vocals down for all of them so i'm just kind of working those out um but uh but yeah so those are coming but i've joined up with jesse patrick um so he is uh he's a singer mm-hmm. and uh he was with patrick and daniels and they had the brothers in groove and they had uh they had a song that made it to college radio so that that song um it be, kind of makes them eligible for certain things internationally because this was it was international college radio so right now um we are kind of planning out tours for the u.s for 2024 excellent exciting so we are we're on the fence we may or may not be able to get to texas for march but that's kind of what we're hoping uh if we don't get to texas for march we are guaranteed though either way to get to atlanta georgia for august I, so, I missed having Jesse on here once before. It was yeah. similar weather, different time of year. Yeah, and yeah. they took off with Patrick and Daniels just after we missed the opportunity to meet up. Yep. So I was very excited to see that you were with them when yeah. we ran into each other in the city. Yeah. So that's exciting that you'll be collaborating yeah. more in the future. And yeah, I will... I've, known, I've known Jesse for a few years and he, he put a call out this fall. Um, actually, it was probably late summer asking for 
people to join up to go on tour. And I was like, Mimi, Mimi. Yeah. <laughs> That's exciting. So, uh, yeah. So we've got, um, so obviously Jesse and we've got Tevin Tynes and we've got Tyler Cox and Alex Brichette and Robert Campbell. Um, so there's the six of us and I'm the only girl. I am, I am the girl. And You're the only person from that lineup. I know every one of those names. Yeah. But you're the only person from that whole list of names that's been on this podcast. So you're, you're, the, you're the girl, not the only girl, you're the girl. I'm the girl. And you're the only one that's been on here. So you'll have to lord that over them. Maybe, uh, maybe we'll have to have Jesse on in the new year at some point. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure he'd love that. Excellent. So <laughs> before we run out of time for today... Mm -hmm. I definitely want to have you back on to give us an update on where you are in the spring yeah, and hear what the plans are. So if anyone's waiting for that and it seems like it's taking forever, it means she had success and she took off. <laughs> but I mean, with Zoom, maybe we could get both of you guys on a Zoom call at some point oh, and end up yeah. doing that too. But for today, we'll play off with your Christmas single, keeping yeah. in with the holiday theme. Yeah. So it's I heard the bells. I heard the bells. Yeah. And you said you tried to change it up a little bit. Yeah. So the original song is called I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. And uh, it's an old hymn. It's like 150 years old. And uh, and it does originally kind of talk about that idea of like, I, I heard some Christmas bells and, you know, and it reminded me of like, peace and love and things but then it was like I kind of I, I looked around and saw saw sadness and then and then I heard the Christmas bells and then I was happy again and I was like well I mean it's, it's close yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah I, I rewrote I rewrote the words uh to most of the song mm -hmm. and uh and kind of changed up the way that the melody is sung and added in some xylophone and uh yeah, so I've got Scott McDonald playing guitar on the track, and then I did everything else. Um, oh, well, there you I, go. I mixed it, I mastered it. Um, yeah, so that's it's Saturn House Recordings. That's this. Uh, my uh, my younger kiddo, their lizard's name is Saturn. Okay. <laughs> so this, is, this is Saturn's house. This is the Saturn House Recording Studio. I think Mike Ryan from the Town Heroes, like he was just on an episode recently, but it's Jupiter Sound Studios. Okay. So, is it also named after a Saturn, after a lizard? I think he's into sci-fi, but we'll we'll have to, I'll, I never really dug into that. So uh, next yeah. time, maybe That's we'll have both of you on an episode in the future and you could talk about studios. Yeah. There we go. It. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much for your time. Yeah. Thanks. And uh, we'll play off with the single, but I definitely want you to have back on in the new year to talk about some of your originals. Yeah, that's wonderful. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks again. I heard the bells on Christmas Day. Yeah.
keeps me.